Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Good News with Angie Austin. Now, with the Good News, here's Angie. Hey there, friend. Angie Austin with the Good News. Joining us weekly, Dr. Michael Royzen, and we are talking health all right, Doc, what are your favorite stories this week? Let's start with one of those. Well, my favorite one probably is the um, problem with middle-aged, if you will, 25- to 40-year-old women. And what problem is that? Um, they're drinking an awful lot. That is, there's a 73% increase, and this is before the pandemic, from 2014 to 2019, there was a 73% increase in binge drinking and, um, if you will, alcohol use disorder. Um, and those were the women who actually, from a good news standpoint, weren't having kids, so they didn't have fetal alcohol syndrome. But they were also the women who... Um, weren't having kids at all and have this real problem with binge drinking. So we apparently by loosening the standards of what's okay, um, it has gotten to be a problem and we've got a real, just like we have a problem with men and binge drinking and too much drinking at one time, it looks like we have a similar problem with women. Yeah, I was reading last week, too, you mentioned about teen alcohol dependence tied to later depression. That doesn't surprise me. This whole, I don't know, it's a slippery slope, the alcohol. I know a little red wine's good for us, but um, obviously it's not good for teens either. That's absolutely true. So unfortunately, the good news isn't good news other than the fact they're not having kids. That's a, a healthy phenomenon, if you will, by not having kids. Um, if you will, the kids aren't getting uh, addicted to uh, the alcohol. Any other favorites this week? Um, I, the other favorite is, um, I guess, is one that I don't have on there, but it's parallel to the one I have on there, um, which is uh, the one on uh, diabetes is rapidly increasing. It's now at um, it's got to be around 500 million worldwide, wow. which would be one fourteenth or about eight percent of the population. But by 2040, it's predicted to be 1.4 billion people, which is about 25 percent of the population at that time. And that is a real scary phenomenon. Now, the good news about that is um, Monjaro, Ozempic, Wagova, and two other drugs, one an Eli drug, Eli Lilly drug, one another drug, are in uh, uh, testing and look like they radically can change the weight of people. 
by having them stop the craving for food and having them feel full sooner as uh, well. And so these GLP-1s is the good news. Now, the bad news about that is we don't know what it does long-term, and it seems like you have to be on it long-term. You have to stay on it to get the resistance. Real good news is, one, to lower weight, and um, I'll get into the obesity costs the U.S. government between Medicare and Medicaid and the Department of Defense over $600 billion a year. It costs society over $2.8 in a year in general. And we may be able to get control of it through these drugs. That's the great news. And the second piece of great news is because of the competition that's going to come into the market, these drugs should get a lot less expensive. Yeah, I was wondering about that. That'll help. And, you know, I have to say, Doc, I'm on one of these chat groups regarding those three medicines. And I know the third one is the one that they just released some results on Eli Lilly's making that sounds, you know, extreme. I mean, they're they're all great. They're all working. But my mom is on the Ozempic. And that one... um, on this chat group, it says, if you stop taking it, you gain all the weight back. That is such a blanket statement that, yes, I agree with you about the benefits of the, you know, helping with your diabetes, but you do not just gain all the weight back when you stop the medication. There have been times when my mom's had to stop it for months at a time. She used to weigh one, uh, pardon me, 250 pounds. She's 4'11". She weighs 158 right now, so almost 100 pounds less. And when she has to stop it for, you know, months at a time, if the supply is out or whatever, as they're having issues right now, she does not gain all the weight back. In fact, she doesn't gain any weight. But I know that for diabetes, it's something you take potentially for a lifetime. But if you're doing the Wegovi, which is the weight loss version of the Ozempic, you do not gain all the weight back when you stop it. And I think it's such a weird statement that people are throwing around out there like it's fact. Well, the data in the studies shows that. That's what they're reporting. Um, I have three patients out of maybe 40 that have stopped and not started to regain weight. Hmm. So it's possible. um, Obviously, it's three out of 40 or or a little less than 10 percent. But uh, the studies show that if you do stop it on the whole, may not be for the individual, but on the whole, the population regains all the weight loss. Interesting. Um, so if the population has lost, you know, if you've got uh, 100 people and they've lost 10,000 pounds together, they will together gain the 10,000 pounds back. Now, any one person may not gain it all back. Some others may gain more back. Oof. But the, the net result of the study showed that when they stop it, they regain the weight. So that's what they're probably reporting. Okay, now, all right. It, it is possible, like with your mom, I have, as I said, I got three people who totally stopped it and haven't regained one pound, a- any of them. So it is possible. The other great thing about this is it seems to stop the cravings for both opioids and for alcohol. Now, I only have limited numbers, two in each category that were both obese and alcohol addicted or obese and opioid addicted. 
and it stopped their cravings for those drugs, too. I'm seeing a lot of chat about that on this particular group. It's like tens of thousands of people that are taking uh, Ozempic um, uh, for the diabetes or the Wegovy version for weight loss. And they're saying the same thing about not craving alcohol, etc. So definitely shows some promise there for that. Doc, I want to make sure people can find your app and your book or books for that matter. So what's the best way to reach you? Oh, the best way is go to Long. And right now, we have a great app at longevityplaybook.com. If you go there, you can get it on your uh, computer or your iPad. Um, no problem at all. And there's a 10-day free trial. If you go to the App Store, same thing, Longevity Playbook, um, a free 10-day trial. And uh, you, you'll you'll see how much fun it is. And it, and it literally is having me in your pocket. So you don't have to listen to me this way. Um, You can listen to me this way and get me every day, if you will, on things that you can do to get younger and stay younger. That's perfect. You and I were tiny people, Doc. So having you in my pocket sounds fantastic. (laughs) Take care. Thank you. Oh, I love that, Dr. Royson. All right, another healthy guest joining us now. Summer's busy. People often forget to prioritize their wellness routine. Well, here to help is nationally recognized food and nutrition expert, Maggie Mahalchuk, who is teaming up with New Chapter to share information about the importance of getting essential nutrients this summer in the sponsored interview. Welcome, Maggie. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Well, let's talk a little bit about getting the, you know, the right nutrition uh, during the summer and why it's so important. Yes, getting the right nutrition during the summer is so important because it's such a busy time of the year. There's so many fun activities to look forward to, but we also want to make sure that we're prioritizing our health and wellness routines and nourishing our body with essential nutrients to support our well-being, which is why New Chapter is my go-to. New Chapter ferments their vitamins to help your body recognize and absorb the nutrients. This allows you to maximize your nutrient intake and feel your best. They offer a wide variety of products to support your wellness needs and stay healthy and active this summer. Let's talk about um, some healthy recommendations for, you know, people on the go. Yes. So, so many of us are on the go this time of the year. We want to enjoy everything summer has to offer and all of those delicious summer foods. And it's important to think about our gut health also. So in that case, I reach for all flora probiotic and prebiotic gummies for dual action digestive health support. I like that these have 55% less sugar than the leading probiotic gummy. They're so delicious and just easy to add to your routine on the go. Excellent. Yeah, my husband will only do the gummies, so it's so funny. I have to get those for him, even though I'm, you know, I couldn't care less <laughs> if it's a gummy or not. All right, you know, I've got um, three teenagers. They're in a lot of sports. One of my kids had like five and a half hours of practices the other day, which is kind of unusual. But you know, they're really on the go. What can people do, you know, to make sure they're getting these essential nutrients when they are that busy? Yes, it's such an active season between sports and activities and just enjoying all of the fun outdoor things we can do outside this time of year. Stay strong with bone strength, take care with clinical strength, plant calcium, and try Zyflamend, a 10-in-1 superfood blend designed for healthy inflammation support and herbal pain relief. Or right, let's talk about the people who maybe are more in the relax and unwind mode. What can they do to support their health? Yes. So I think that's equally just as important during busy times of the year is taking some time for rest and recovery. It's very important for our health as well. When I want to do that, I reach for magnesium plus ashwagandha. It's Mm. made with two and a half times better absorbed magnesium bisglycinate and science-backed ashwagandha for calm and relaxation. 
So again, just a great addition to your summertime wellness routine. Yeah, and natural. All right, let's talk about some other, you know, uh, summer wellness tips since this is your area of expertise. (laughs) Yes. So as a registered dietitian, I'm really passionate about doing small things that can make a big difference for our health. One of those things is taking a multivitamin, and 90% of Americans aren't getting enough of at least one essential nutrient, so it's really important that we pick a multivitamin that works. New Chapters Complete Multivitamins pack more than 20 essential nutrients and are designed to maximize nutrient intake with whole food fermented vitamins. It's really cool because the fermentation helps your body recognize the vitamins as food so you can absorb the nutrients and fill those nutrient gaps. It is a great first place to start if you're looking for something to add to your routine this summer. It's something easy you can incorporate and feel really good about doing. Right, let's um, talk a little bit about your cookbook as well. Any uh, favorite fun you know, things you think teenagers or a family might uh, like in the Great Big Pumpkin Cookbook? <laughs> well, I, I would hope that, yeah, there are a lot of fa- family fun recipes I don't want to rush the fall season too much. I do want to focus on all of the things we can enjoy in the summertime and how to enhance our wellness routine. But you can certainly take some of those pumpkin recipes and make them in the summer as well for the whole family. Awesome. All right. Where do we go for more info? For more info on everything we talked about today, you can head to newchapter.com. Newchapter.com. Excellent. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time, Maggie. Thank you so much. Bertha's dialed in to the mighty 670. Come check out ARC's newest store on Dry Creek Road in Centennial. Located at 7450 South University Boulevard, you will find a new filled-to-the-top store with gently used clothing and more. Since the store is newly opened, there will be plenty of products to choose from in the big new ARC store in Dry Creek. ARC is one of the biggest helpers of people that need support in the Denver and Colorado area. Spring is approaching and ARC has just what you need. So come jazz up your closet with cool, gently loved products. Shopping at ARC positively impacts families and individuals across Colorado. Find your new treasure at ARC Thrift while also helping other Coloradans. Not only are the prices low, but on Saturdays, take 50% off at any location. So come visit us at 7450 South University Boulevard in Dry Creek Road. You can also visit arcthrift.com to learn more. Hey friend, Angie Austin here with the good news. You know one of my favorite topics is animals. I have five pets myself, even though my husband said I'd be served divorce papers if I got that many. He says we need a zoo permit. I'm not allowed anymore, but we'll see about that because there's always a rescue that needs a good home. Well, did you know that there are breeders out there who actually do breed breathing impaired dogs for aesthetic purposes? And this is, of course, hurting the dogs. And today we're going to talk about how to right that wrong. We are partnering with an expert in the area. Colin Henstock, he is uh, the investigations project manager for Peter PETA for People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, known as PETA. Welcome, Colin. 
Thank you for having me. I should say welcome back. All right, so let's talk about this. Of course, when I you know saw the press release, I was like, which dogs? Which ones are we talking about? And you know, I've seen some of these dogs that have difficulty breathing, and I'm a big rescue person myself, so I haven't often seen some of these breeds um, at the the friends league where I go. But let's talk about who's breeding these and what are these health conditions that these uh, dogs suffer from. Uh, well, breathing impaired breeds are dogs who are bred so that their snouts are shortened and pushed so far back against their skulls that there isn't enough space to accommodate their normal anatomical features, uh, which causes them immense pain and suffering. Aww. So uh, French Bulldogs, Boston Terriers, Pugs, Boxers, Pekingese, uh, any, basically any dogs bred to have a flat face uh, will also have drastically shortened and cramped airways and um you can you can kind of picture some of these breeds if you've seen them the labored breathing and snorting and coughing and and at times gagging and retching and and tiring easily and collapsing uh those are all symptoms of these dogs drastically shortened airways through being selectively bred for that trait. Okay, so they're trying to um, breed them with even shorter snouts, and so when they do this, they impair the breathing even more, and that dog makes more money for the breeder because it's more highly sought after because of the look. And my question would be, I've seen some of those dogs, my friend actually has bulldogs, is there anything they can do to help the dogs that they already have to live longer? Or maybe you, um, I know there are a lot of, I follow a lot of breed-specific rescue organizations, Let's say you adopt one. Is there anything to be done, or is this just like this dog is going to suffer for its whole life? Uh, well, it, the, it's very typical to have chronic health issues in, for these breeds. Mm-hmm. They, I've seen that. Uh, yeah, and people who, who have these breeds a lot of times can, can become very financially overwhelmed by trying to, to manage some of these health issues, which can become very expensive uh, in terms of vet bills. But we do, uh, we also recommend that everyone who has one of these uh, breeds to stay out of hot and humid environments, uh, take them for walks during the coolest parts of the day, especially now during the summer, mm-hmm. uh, reduce their overall excitement. And it's really important to have regular appointments with their veterinarian to stay on top of any of these developing health issues that they may be having. You know, um, the, the, Weight, I would imagine as well, like you're mentioning walks and walking in cool on times. I, I know myself when I'm a little chunkier, I have more sleep breathing issues. I'm assuming that these dogs also need to be kept at a healthy weight to not exacerbate the breathing issues. They, they all, they absolutely do. And, um, these, these issues can really become exacerbated if they are overweight. And mm-hmm. it's very common to see pugs and bulldogs who are overweight. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the bulldogs for sure. I know what my friend has gone through with hers and losing them early. So you're not just hurting the dog. You're also hurting yourself because you know how attached we get to these animals. Um, and so it's kind of uh, you're, you're, you're buying into pain for yourself as well. Yeah, you absolutely are. I mean, these, these are, are intentionally deformed animals uh-huh. who are going to be um, – difficult to keep healthy and then it's very common for them to have shortened lifespan because of these issues these uh these dogs are twice as likely to suffer from heat stroke 
Uh, a study wow. uh, out of the UK found that the average life expectancy for a French bulldog was only around four and a half years, which was the lowest of all the breeds that they studied. And the next lowest lifespans were all other bulldog breeds and pugs, which are all uh, breathing impaired breeds. So the breathing impaired breeds, I'm curious, are there other, because I love animals so much and I don't know, I'm curious to educate myself on this. Are there other breeds that are bred, not just the breathing impaired, but that are bred to have some kind of chronic health issue or, you know, a deformity that is deemed to be um, valuable in a dog? Uh, well, there there are certainly congenital issues that uh, are very common in, in certain breeds. Um, uh, German Shepherds, for example, uh, are bred to have the kind of low back hips and, and ah. kind of the, the slinky walk. Uh, that's not a, a natural trait in dogs. That's something that's been selectively bred for uh, for decades. Okay. And then other dogs who are purebred, uh, a lot of times that means inbred. So oh. they, they've been bred for decades. Um, and certain conditions are, are very common in certain breeds. There are eye problems in, in some breeds. Uh, pugs themselves have a lot of corneal issues due to their large eyes that, that have been selected for oh. in, by breeders. Um, so it, an, another thing that, that uh, anyone who's interested in adding a dog to their family to consider is that mixed breed dogs, uh, you know, that shelters are full of, uh, do typically have less congenital health issues. Mm-hmm. They don't have this amount of, of close breeding that has had these traits passed down to them. Uh, oftentimes, if a dog is mixed breed, the harmful traits are kind of selected out. Interesting. I, um, I, I, I'm on this, I love Pomeranians. I'm on a Pomeranian rescue, you know, or, um, you know, like page. And I had to actually get off of some of them because Colin, it was so upsetting. You know, I spent a lot of time working for NBC in LA. So I was on a lot of the LA rescue, um, pages. I've still got family there. So it, I'm going to cry right now just telling you about it. It was so upsetting to me to see these palms that they found on the streets of LA and just the, just, the, the problems that they have because they weren't taken care of or, you know, they're older, um, you know, when you, a, a dog like that that's 8 or 10 or 12 living on the streets obviously has a lot of medical issues. And it was so much for me to like bear, you know, to see them because, of course, I wanted to adopt every one. And um, I was shocked because we think these animals are so hard to acquire. And so people are going to breeders. I actually have um, one that I got in November that a breeder did not want to breed because it had an underbite. So I adopted the dog because they didn't want to breed that underbite into other dogs. And um, uh, interestingly enough, Colin, I was on a walk and um, I live in Denver or just outside of, so it's very cold in the winter. And as I was walking, um, I've never had puppies. I've never bred a dog. All of my dogs have been um, spayed and neutered. And this one was um, going to be spayed and neutered when uh, Dr. Fitzgerald got back from Africa. And so, um, you know, I only had like a month to wait. And as I was walking, a puppy fell onto the sidewalk. So I realized, oh my gosh, she was like a pinata. Like I got her somehow. Another dog had already bred with her before she left her um, her home. 
and they have just, you know, they're very small organization, just a family that has a few dogs. So I was like, oh my goodness. So I call them right away and I'm like, I have this puppy that just fell out on the sidewalk. You know, what do I do? I've never had puppies. So um, we per- I, she proceeded to have four puppies. And so all of a sudden I was in this world that I'd never been in. I have five little Pomeranians. So um, cut to the chase, you know, I don't have the dogs. Obviously, I couldn't, I, my husband wouldn't keep me if I kept all of them with my other pets. So I just had an issue the other day where I took her in and I, I thought she had epilepsy. But again, with what you're talking about with this breeding of the same, you know, breed, the Pomeranian, you know, uh, litter after litter, they said, oh, it's we, layman's term, it's small dog disease or small white dog disease, they called it. It's a neurological thing where she will have these kind of like seizures or get weak or like fall over, but she won't, li- you know, her lo- her life will be just as long or, and she'll, um, she won't be in pain. But I was like, wow, so this is something that happens because these dogs have been bred for so long, you know, the breed, not not my particular dog. And so this is something that comes with the dog. And this was something I was not aware of. And that's exactly what you're talking about with getting some of these purebred animals that were better off like my Pomchi mutt, that's kind of a mix of Pom, pom and Chihuahua and whatever. And it you know, was built more like a tank. Like he might not have as many health issues because he's the mix, right? Might. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, all dogs will potentially have some health issues, but yeah, the, the mixed breeds will typically be healthier longer. Well, and I have to say, too, if you are, you know, really hung up on a breed, like which obviously I was at the time, um, uh, with my cats, for instance, I really wanted, I, I don't even know what it is called, but they call them ragdoll cats. And basically, my cats come when I call them, and they're very dog-like. And um, so I just waited. I kept going to the the, uh, the Dumb Friends League, and I would go over and over. I would look on the website. So if I wanted this cat, I'm like, they're going to eventually have one. And maybe they only had one that year, but I happened to get Daryl. Daryl be fluffy. And so Daryl, um, you know, that's what I wanted. And then so, you know, you just kind of wait it out or like, you know, we've mentioned breed specific, um, you know, uh, rescue organizations. So maybe you get one that's already here on earth. You're not paying someone to make one for you. Yeah, absolutely. There are tons of, of breed specific rescues out there. Uh, there's also, I mean, there's plenty of purebred dogs in shelters themselves as well, too. The The overpopulation crisis in this country is is really extreme and is not uncommon whatsoever to, to see people purchase a purebred dog, decide that they don't want the dog six months later mm-hmm. and take the dog to the shelter. Um, and then also petfinder.com is a good resource. Oh, I'm on that one. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. There, there are a lot of options to adopt out there. All right. I, I love, you know, 25, 30 years now in the news business, like did TV, now radio. I get the blessing of talking to so many people like you that have a passion for something. Where did this come from? When did you start having this passion for animals? I know you and I've spoken before, so I, I, I just really want to get to the bottom of this. Was this a kid thing? Was this a family thing? Where did this start? Uh, well, I, I would say probably with childhood dogs, I, I had a, a very close bond with uh, the dog my family had growing up. Um, it also, I, I grew up in a, a very rural part of North Carolina, and there were, um, yeah, the, there's the chicken industry is very large in North Carolina. The, the pig industry is very large there. And uh, seeing, you know, these massive sheds near where I lived in knowing that that thousands and thousands of animals were going to be in those sheds and until they were taken out and taken to the slaughterhouse to be killed um that that really sparked uh you know it kind of nurtured the the natural empathy that kids have 
towards towards animals, towards you know others. Um, so that that led to uh, a big interest in uh, farmed animal issues, and mm-hmm. uh, a big part of my job here is is kind of talking to whistleblowers from agricultural industries and, oh. and looking at behind the scenes at you know massive factory farms and and things in the agricultural industry. So do you find it? Obviously, it's stressful, but do you find it satisfying your work? Oh, it's absolutely satisfying. We we have uh, plenty of victories here. PETA really goes to the mat for animals. There's there's no organization out there that uh, will will really uh, take on an issue and not give up and get results for animals. And I, I have three dogs rescued by PETA as well oh. at home too. So they they make it a lot easier to to go home at the end of the day and and uh, feel good about things. I follow this guy Lee Asher on Asher House, and it's just it's made me love my dogs even more and my pets even more. It's just like the love that's out there for the, with these people that rescue animals and people who do the kind of work you do. It's just, ugh, I just I thank you, thank you for helping these animals who you know are defenseless against you know what we are doing to them. Give us your website, Colin. Uh, it's peta.org. That's p-e-t-a dot o-r-g. PETA.org. I would sing you out like your prior interview, but I just really don't have the voice for it. Colin, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670 KLTT. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.